Well, 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 we're doing it, guys. Welcome to the first episode of Carney. Hope everybody is enjoying their day. We're doing it. We're here in Austin, Texas, which is a town that I moved to. And at first, I got to be honest, I didn't love it. I didn't love Austin when I first got here. And, you know, now I'm moving. So <laughs> I have, I've, uh, I've decided that it's actually not going to be my home. Look, I, I didn't, I didn't really love Austin. I didn't fall in love with Austin like a lot of other people have uh, since getting here. But I've grown to really um, accept this as as what it is, which is a place that is fun to come to for like a week or so, and you know, do mushrooms and and kayak a little bit. The people here have been amazing. The comedy here has been great. Um, everyone has accepted me with open arms. Uh, They've been nothing short of, uh, the people have been nothing short of extremely friendly and accepting, but I'm going back to New York. So <laughs> if this episode drops before I'm there, um, that's where I'm going. If it drops when I'm already in New York, this has been the process. My, my time here in Austin has been moving in and moving out. It has really been my life for like the last three or four months is moving in and moving out, which... There are my two favorite things, uh, coincidentally. I love, what I love doing is I love buying furniture, uh, looking for furniture, um, buying it, having it, paying to have it moved in to an apartment um, that took me, you know, a few weeks to find. I'm kidding. I literally signed on like the first place that I toured and quickly learned that I'm living in a mall. And... Then what I got to do after I got settled into my apartment was immediately, almost immediately posted on Facebook Marketplace and start flipping it. So <laughs> I've been fielding offers for couches, my bed, coffee table. I got excited, man. When I when I moved into the place, I was like, you know what? I've never I've never bought a new couch. I'm gonna buy a new couch. And I was like, you know what? I'll spend eleven hundo on a couch. I think every other couch I've ever owned before this one is either found it on the street or paid like $50 for it. Um, I did get to, to fuck on the couch, so that was good. Um, so whoever's out there that bought it know that uh, it holds up. It holds up well, but only for three, four minutes at a time. <laughs> so if you're gonna be getting in any sort of like marathon type evenings with uh, your your partner, it, that has been untested. Um, but there's very limited wear and tear on the couch, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, almost brand new. So that, is, that has been my life. Everybody, I, you, I'm, I'm here with Joe. Joe, you live in a one-bedroom apartment. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're not a single guy. No. Did your, did your girl, did she help you pick out your furniture? No. No. So you did it all on your own? I did. Did you, did you, what would you fuck around with? You had like some Ikea. Did you do Facebook marketplace? What'd you do? Well, when you're, when you're as old as I am, I'm in my early forties and you go to an Ikea, you feel kind of like you should be higher. Like you shouldn't yeah. be at an Ikea. Yeah. Ikea uh, does a great job of modeling your mediocre life in front of you. <laughs> it's like, it's like just a whole warehouse of a, like of people who make $60,000 a year. Yes. You know, I'm, I don't know how much you make, but, and obviously you could, you know, you could fucking, you can have a million dollars in, in shop there, but 
you're not going there and 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 no point are you going ooh you know even like their whole setups it's like yeah that seems like a house that i've been in a million times you're just you're shopping to <laughs> to create a home that has been lived in by like 40% of the population yeah it's a it's a maze of middle class mediocrity yeah it really is mm-hmm. you know and it's not fun i'm a guy i like to smoke weed every now and then you know uh like every few hours uh you know during the day no i i do i do smoke every every now and then and ikea on paper to me at least seems like uh because i'm i'm a i'm a garbage person uh i'm from brandon florida okay the most exciting thing that we had in the town was getting high outside the movie theater and then going in and uh trying to sneak in or go into the mall and going into like a champs, you know, at the mall. We would just get, we would just go, we'd go to the mall, we'd go to champs. I'd buy like a plain red shirt for $4 and we'd leave. And that would be like an afternoon. But Ikea on paper seems like, oh, it'd be like a fun place to go and get high and, you know, just kind of peruse. And it is not. It's not because you could, you could literally get lost. You could, you could get lost and it's not a fun place to get lost. Yeah. If we, when, when you're, you know, I'm in a relationship and I don't have any children, but when you're in the child section. Yeah. And you're like, how do I get out of here? And you don't want to be standing around over a child's bed. Yeah. 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 You're just hanging out in like a kid's bedroom stoned. You're like, we got to, we got to call the cops on that guy. We got That guy's, that guy's an issue. That guy's going to become a problem here soon. I need to get him some Swedish meatballs. That guy's stat. He's testing out children's mattresses. Yeah. Why? Why? He's picking them up. He's trying to see how heavy they are. This guy's creepy. It's really just me stone trying to find a place to hide. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm high. I'm crawling under children's beds at Ikea. I'm like, just when do you guys close? Um, I feel like there should be, they should like create like a, there should be a reality show where they take 25 year old single men moving in, which, which I am, I'm moving into a one bedroom apartment for the first time. And I have like a 55 year old man whose wife just left him and they should team up to shop for furniture and like, and like decorate, help decorate and furnish each other's apartments. This is a good idea. You know, I think this is actually a fantastic, it'd be like the amazing race if you will, but it's just like two guys in sweatpants at Ikea holding up like fake plants to each other. Like, do we need this? What, what would you call the show? Alone and happy? <sighs> oh, happy. Happy is, is uh, <laughs> not a word I would use to describe my, my, my existence. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't entertain a lot of company. I bought like a sectional couch. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I'll have people over and I'll buy like an extra chair. I've had like four people over to my apartment. There's really not been a ton of people. And one of my friends, when he came to my apartment for the first time, he said that my apartment smelled like balls and the lack of ambition. <laughs> so maybe maybe that is the name of the uh, the reality show, is balls and the lack of ambition. Yeah. You know? That's that's TLC all day. It is. Is there, you know, you know what would have been a great, I don't know if this network still exists, but remember Spike TV? Yes. Do they still fuck, they, they still, they still up there? They still I, doing stuff? I don't know. I don't hear about I Spike. Haven't had, I haven't had cable in years. So yeah, neither I, have I. It's that was a classic cable show where you'd be flipping like 3 p.m. during the day, and you're like, what's on? It's like, oh, A Thousand Ways to Die again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That Spike TV would be a great network to host this show. It's perfect. It's the it perfect is. demographic. 
It is. And you know, living living alone is is not the most fun thing to do. I think they should maybe pair 25-year-olds with those 55-year-olds. Maybe they live together. Maybe they get a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> and they become roommates. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Cuz you you the divorced man would try to rekindle what the other guy's experiencing. Exactly. And the other guy's experiencing He's already done with it. He wants to move to the next mm-hmm. chapter. He's trying to grow up, but then he's looking at himself in 30 years. Ooh. Like, what's the point? Yeah, definitely not the word happy in the no. title. No, uh, like you bring like a, like the 25-year-old like brings girls home and the 55-year-old dude's like hitting on them. <laughs> he's, he's trying to slide in there. He's wearing like a backwards cap. He's no. wearing, he's wearing, he starts wearing my clothes. He comes out of his room. He's like wearing my clothes. I'm like with some girl that I'm, you know, taking out on a date. He's wearing like sweatpants, a Budweiser t-shirt, and a backwards hat. Yeah. He's smoking a bong. It would be the first time that 55-year-old man would wear like slides. Yeah. Slides and socks. He would I, discover slides on the show. Yes. That would be a big moment. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. He start he starts dressing like it's like it's 2011. Like he's wearing like elite socks and slides. Baggy Nike shorts. Are your are your your parents, are they still together? They are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I here's the thing. I've never had sympathy for children of divorced parents. Uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, friends in school that got whose parents got divorced, but there was one girl in my class, Renee. Yeah, and it was like a big deal in my school. Yeah, the it was day, the best thing that could ever happen to Renee. Yeah, because here's the thing: people, when you hear someone's parents are divorced or getting divorced, you, what is the first thing you say? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's attention. It's attention. But immediately, and this would happen every year in school, a kid would come in, they'd be like, oh, my parents are getting divorced. And people would be like, oh, I'm sorry. But then immediately that kid would become cooler. Uh-huh. It's actually the best thing that could happen to you as a kid. You don't know it, but your parents getting divorced, it immediately elevates your social standings. It does. At that age, 100%. It does. Yeah. And also like 50% of people get divorced. Like couples get divorced in the United States, it maybe like forty five percent. But like for something that common, why are we still apologizing? Yeah, why are we still showing sympathy? I think Belgium, like seventy percent of marriages end in divorce in Belgium. It's because the economy's good. The economy's too good. I got money to make. What am I gonna <laughs> fuck you the rest of my life? You're holding me down. People get married because the economy is not good. I want to see Tucker Carlson be like, inflation saves marriages. Yes. Yeah. I would you love know? to see Tucker Carlson say that. This is not something that people talk about. The best career move people and in America, you can make a great career move by marrying somebody else. Obviously, you can do that in other countries, but I feel like America, it's so much like, oh, you found a lawyer? Good for you. You found a doctor? That's great. You gotta hold on to them. How pathetic is that? You yeah. know? Yeah. It's a, it's a status climb. It's a status climb. And you're doing it for money. And now people do it for clout. Uh, I want to I want to fuck this guy. People, can you believe this? I have like I have like a little over 10,000 followers on Instagram, which is not a not a ton yeah. by any stretch of the magic. It's nothing. It's a speck in the galaxy. Speck of dust in the galaxy of of entertainment and Instagram and social media. But people like try to clout chase with me. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine waking up and be like, today, I'm going to get in with Dan Carney. Now, you people listening, I res- this is it's completely different. But you, I have nothing, and for, for also those of you listening, I have nothing to offer you. I can help you with nothing. There's nothing I can do. Moving tips? I don't know. Moving tips. I can tell you where to find a couch. 
the Austin Furniture Home Depot or Furniture Depot, whatever the fuck they call it. That place, that's where I got my couch. They're great there. Go there. That's about as much as I can offer somebody. That's the first like sponsor plug. I would love that. Yeah. You know how much I would love that. They did have a man, they had a great, not like a picture, but like uh, a decorative thing you'd hang on your wall. And it was, what was it? It was like, it was like we settle. We settle our battles with guns or something like it was something super Texas and I wanted to get it and just hang it outside my door on my apartment so people know that like we do not fuck around. <laughs> this guy, uh, whoever's in there, just no. Wow. Yeah. In New York. No, no, here. Here. Uh, okay. I would do it in Austin. How would that in, fly in New York? In New York? I mean, they, they call the cops. Actually, they would because they hate the cops there. Uh, they would tweet about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they would definitely. And Austin, I'd have someone bring me like cornbread or some shit. You know, I'd, I'd get like a peach cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> so when you moved in, um, the cardboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I just threw that next to the trash chute, and I, I was like, we'll see if it's here the next day. Yeah, it, it's so much cardboard. It's a ton of cardboard. It's yeah. really a lot of cardboard. And... Cardboard is fun until you're like eight. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, well, actually, there's really no use for this. Maybe it would be fun at eight and then maybe be fun like if you're like a dad who has kids who are that age. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, what are we going to do with this? We'll just give it to the kids. They'll play with it. You know, they'll <laughs> eat it. I don't know. They'll get rid of it somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's having not- a kid is like having a goat. It's like whatever you don't want, you just throw on the floor and let them eat it. Fence them in with the with the cardboard. Can you can it, can you use a goat as a uh, as like a therapy pet? Ooh, like you know, a, like a service animal. Yeah, or something? a service animal. Mm. That's something we should because probably. the dog thing is total bullshit. You know, you can you can get a you can classify. I have a friend who's doing this now. You can classify your animal or you get it registered or whatever as like a service animal if you just have in, like general anxiety. Yeah, it's like when uh, getting the weed prescription. Yeah, when I, when I was a kid, I mean, and I'm still young, but even like not that long ago, I feel like service animal meant you, you were blind. Yes. Like you saw someone with a service animal, you're like, that fucking person better not be able to see me. You know, that dog better have a blind owner. But now people are like, I'm, I'm nervous. I need a dog. And it's really like people who are like in college, like 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. I, you know what I hate? There's, there's a certain type of dog owner I hate. If you bring your dog to like a bar, like a crowded bar, I, I, have no, I hate you. I hate you. Your dog to like a club. I was at a bar the other week, right? It was very loud. And like when I left, my ears were ringing. This two people that I saw, they, this group of girls, one girl brought like a puppy and the other girl brought like a dog that could not have been older than like one years old into this place and they're like, there's no room. They have the dog on like a tabletop just laying there. And then like people come up and they're like, oh, cute dog. And then they make the dog dance. They hold the dog up and like make it dance. For a free pint? Like what? I don't even know what it's for. It's just, it's it's fucking obnoxious. Like people get dogs because they're bored and they have nothing else going on. And they feel like maybe it'll make them more interesting. This isn't everybody, but there is a subsect of dog owners. Like now people people got dogs uh, during COVID. They got quarantine pets and now they're getting rid of them. 
They're getting rid of them and saying, hey, I remembered that I actually, I kind of don't want this. I don't want a responsibility. People in college that I went to school with, they would get dogs. And then once the summer would come around, they're like, well, actually, I want to go to Spain. And then the dog would be like, adios. Yeah. The you do- know? The dog's in the way. The dog's in the way. Yeah. They just get rid of the dog. So I just went on Amazon and I- You're looking for dogs on Amazon? No. Is, is I, Bezos fl- flipping pets now? No. Um, you can buy a service dog vest for $20 on Amazon. Just put it on your dog. Store it and on your dog. You got a service dog. That's so incredible. So it's like- you don't even need paperwork. They're no. not going to ask you because it's almost like insulting. So you, yeah. just get, you buy a $20 vest, slap it on your dog, and guess what? Service dog, done. Uh, it's done. Excuse me, is, is, your dog, is your dog a service dog? Um, I have anxiety. <laughs> You're not allowed to ask me that or else I'll get nervous and uncomfortable and I don't know what to say. Exactly. That's how people act. And the, the, those, those dog owners... I just, I get, I like almost irate. It's like the same people who post like GoFundMes so they can, I don't know, go to the Bahamas. I feel like those are the same people doing that. People like who want a little bit of attention or pieces of shit. You know who it is? It's the same people now who are wear, who like wear masks outside, like in a field. I've seen people like wearing masks at like the park they're playing with their dog. There's no one around them, but they're wearing masks. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's the new, my friend Jack Shelgren put this perfectly. He said it's the new virtue signal. It is. It's the modern day virtue signaling. It's the new way to do it. Because really what you're saying is like, you're not, say, you're, you're, you're not saying anything. It's like all the companies now that are putting like rainbows on their logos like for pride. Ra- like Raytheon? Yeah, yeah, Raytheon. Yeah. I, lo- I love, by the way, I actually respect the, f- uh, like, I don't respect their beliefs on this, but I, I respect people that stick to their guns. Chick-fil-A is saying, hey, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is held out. It's like, have you tried our waffle fries? Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, we, we're not going to pretend. And something about that, I don't, I don't respect their beliefs, but I respect the uh, sticking to your guns because the people who are wearing the masks outside around when they're around nobody, they're not really, they're not helping. They're not doing anything to help, but they're doing it as a way to like try to like virtue signal to other people. Like, Hey, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm doing to help. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but before they even leave their house, they're like, you know what? I can do something good today. I could wear my mask outside. And then they go on the rest of their day doing absolutely nothing for people. It to me, it's like because I was talking to my girlfriend about this. It's as meaningless the mask when you yeah. don't need it is as meaningless as the bumper sticker. Yeah, it's when when it's now no longer a fad, but there was a time when everybody had the ribbons. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ribbons. There was a ribbon for everything, and yeah. I would you'd see a car with nine different ribbon bumper stickers. It now you're just wearing the bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a great point. It's the it's the ribbons, you know? It is the ribbons. It's meaningless. It doesn't help anything, but it just shows other people that you care. Yeah. It's yeah. bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And it's also it's such a cop out too. It's like you want to do something now. There's a million things you could do to help. But you wearing a mask around nobody is just you being like, "Well, this is something that I can do and it's I'm going to do nothing else the rest of the day. This is my good deed for the day." This is just it. This is what I'm going to do. It's, it's annoying. It's very frustrating. Um, but but I, don't, I don't really give a shit. I think that some people should wear masks because they're hideous. Yes. 
Yeah. Also, I'm getting catfished sometimes with these masks. Yeah, pretty eyes, terrible everything below. Yeah, yeah. terrible everything below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, uh, I want to say butter face, but like butter eyes? No. Butter mask? I don't know. Ah. Uh, yeah. But I, it's, it is it is weird because, like, there's some people I see that I'm like, man, like, you got a great body, but uh, your face, yellow butterface, it, it could cure butterfaces. It's the best thing for butterfaces, the mask. Yeah. If you, like, if you were a bartender in COVID, during COVID, you could have made more money wearing a mask. Show true. some skin. So true. You know? Yeah. Throw the mask on there. I, I would, I, I'd be at, like, an Applebee's. I'm like, there's no way everyone here is a 10. <laughs> how is this happen? How is the entire staff of Applebee's just rocking right now? Yeah. Now I'm going back. I'm like, ooh, okay, we're back at Applebee's. Yeah. We're back at the bees. All right. <laughs> Strippers could have made more money. Oh, I know. You know, I I did, uh, and and they did. I did go to a strip club during COVID. It's how I got COVID. Oh. And I paid more money for her to take her mask off. Yeah, were you disappointed? Um, I was dis I was disappointed in myself the moment I walked in that place. So a hundred percent. Yeah. So there was no, there's nothing that could have made me feel uh, worse about myself. Yes. Um, I've only been to a strip club three times, um, and the first time was in New Orleans. Okay. And I walked in. I really didn't know what to do. I sat down. A stripper came up to me and like. Not someone that I would have necessarily sought out to get a dance from, but I just went with it. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I'm, I, I'm supposed to participate, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't know you could say, no, I don't want to be rude. I'm too much of a passive, non confrontational <laughs> person to be at a strip club. Yeah. What's the term Kendrick Lamar uses? An easy come up? That's what in a strip club, you're an easy come up. I'm an easy come up. Yeah. yeah. I'm the guy they sucker. I'm the guy where I leave and I'm like, you know what? I think I made a connection. <laughs> you know, I went in I went in and I met Crystal, but I left knowing Christine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a girl the stripper comes up to me, she offers me dance. I'm like, okay, great. And then we're gonna dance. And the whole dancing thing, the strip clubs, it's just so not my speed. It really isn't like, yeah, there's girls that are naked, cool, but I I don't what does that do for me? I leave horny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm the girl is she's dancing on me, and I ask her, I go, "How much would it cost <laughs> to take this to a private space?" You know, just curious, right? I'm like, we're in New Orleans, fuck it. I'm young. I think I was 20 at the time, and uh, I'm still young now, but I was 20, and I was like, let's let's do this. You know, we're Nola, let's do it. Why not? And she goes, a hundred dollars. Which, looking back, is already pretty cheap. But I was in college. I'm like, that's gonna, that's kind of steep. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, how about forty? And she goes, okay, wow, yeah, just immediately sixty percent markdown. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, I, well, I, I caught myself. I gotta be honest. I started to walk up the stairs with her. I started to walk up the stairs, and then when I got up there, I was like, what the, what am I? I'm like, Dan Carney, what are, you, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What's happening? One, like you're you're about to have sex with a stripper, okay? Which I'm not saying I'll never do in my life, you know. But we a hundred dollars to forty. Like, what's happening here? 
You didn't even want to get a dance in the first place. Have you ever seen this at a strip club? This is like the saddest thing. It's the guy at the ATM. Oh, with, yeah. With the woman standing beside him. Hey, guess what? That was me when I got COVID. <laughs> that was she, me. She went with you to oh, the ATM yeah. no, machine? No, no, no. No, I, I am a pussy. <laughs> I am a gigantic pussy. For anyone who thinks differently, you're wrong. I am, I am a big puss. All right, I should not be at a strip club. I'm too nice. Mm. I'm too non-confrontational. I'm as Kendrick Lamar would say, I guess, an easy come up. I'll go to the ATM. I want. I'm. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a comedian. I want to make everyone feel good and happy. And yeah, you're doing great. And they see me. They're like, we can, you know, make some money off this guy. The dollar signs just go cha-ching in their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know. The second time I went to a strip club was in Nashville. And that was actually, this is oddly the most fun I had at a strip club. It was like 2 p.m. on like a Tuesday, um, which is obviously, you know, you're, you're hitting some off-peak hours. 100%, yeah. You know, the A-team is, is at home. They haven't woken up yet from the shift from the night before. <laughs> or actually, probably they're at their second job, um, you know, at a, at a hospital or whatever. You know, the 2 p.m. team is like the recon team? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a stripper audition. <laughs> while we were there. That's where they hold their auditions as like 2 p.m. Uh, <laughs> that's where they have like workouts. People come in, like try moves that they normally would normally try like <laughs> at like midnight. <laughs> this is where you work out. That's where like, if you go to a strip club, like you can see like the Kobe Bryant of strippers at a, at a strip club at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. It's like, oh, she's in there putting in this type of work. Okay. She must, this is, she's about it. Yeah. She's powdering her hands. Yeah. 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 She's going to do some shit. She's going in. <laughs> She's like, there's like a protein shake next to her. She's like taking aminos. Um, uh, but it was actually really fun because I went with um, some of my friends, uh, two my, my two roommates and I. There was a hurricane coming when I was living in Florida and going to Florida State. That's where I went to school. And we left. Uh, we fled the state. We were like, fuck it, we don't want to be here if we lose power for a week. There was like a hurricane that was like a baby hurricane that came through the year before. And we lost power. It was hot. It's Florida. It sucked. So we were like, let's just go to Nashville. Um, so we ended up going. And then we went with like a, a, a few uh, female friends that we met up with in, in the town. And uh, it's BYUB. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. At uh, the, the Nashville strip clubs. You can't drink. You can't buy drinks there. You have, you can bring them in. Like a NASCAR event? Like a NASCAR event. Guys yeah. were bringing coolers to a strip club? Oh, dude, dude. The 2 p.m. like team at the strip club is not that strong, but what's worse, is, what's for sure sad, is the people in the audience. <laughs> I mean, I've been to, like, I, 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 I've been to some sad open mics doing comedy, some very sad open mics. This might've been lower than that. Wow. You know, like it was to the point where all the strippers in, and I'll call them dancers, all the dancers in the club came up to me and my friends and were just talking to us, wanted to be around us. They didn't even really need us to buy dances because we were like the only normal people they probably ever see in this place. Yeah, I feel like the dancers, that's the right word, by yeah. the way. Uh, they could feel an aura because they've been around oh, yeah. so much people. 
and they've been around a lot of sad. So when two guys come in, they feel like they have young energy and, and, uh, and you know, potential. They're yeah. like, oh, look, you know, you yeah. stick right out. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the people, I don't even, I don't even know what occupations these people that go there at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday have. Like these are like the people who like censor videos on Facebook, like the tips of people who like, Apparently there's this documentary about like there's like censorship like offices at Facebook where like there's just like like offices of people who have to filter through all the horrible things that people post on Facebook or try to post, right? Because um, people will fucking upload videos of them like killing people. It, we used to see things like that on the news. Like person kills someone on Facebook Live. You ever, you ever seen, seen videos like that? Yes. Like would make the news. You don't really see that anymore. Uh, there's like offices dedicated to that. I mean, I guess it's like a work from home thing now. <laughs> Imagine like, get, you know, getting on Zoom meetings. Well, I uh, filtered through some murders um, and uh, some CP uh, for eight hours. I mean, it's horrible shit that they see. And like the offices, apparently they just, they like get fucked up all day, do drugs in the bath, they, in the bathrooms, the people, people fuck like their coworkers there. Cause like, they're just so pent up. Like, it, it's horrible things. It's probably scarring them for the rest of their lives. That's a corporate job. That's a corporate job. That's insane. That's it's a job. You can have that job. And somehow still better than working for Amazon. <laughs> like, so, so, you know, <laughs> you have options. Uh, if you don't like working at Amazon, you can upgrade by doing that at Facebook. Um, so that's what, like, what I imagine the people in the audience at the strip club at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, like types of jobs they would have. Um, just, but this the saddest thing is watching like a stripper or a dancer rather go through a whole routine, and then afterwards just silence, and then she has to pick up a single dollar bill. But I also I see it. I'm like I get it. Like, com comedies like that sometimes. Yes. Sometimes you're left on that stage naked and you're just picking up a one. Not even a smattering of applause. No. Just like. Now, bombing on stage, it's one of, it's a horrible feeling. But not even, like, this woman, she, she wasn't even bombing. It's, there's no one to bomb to. Yes. You know? It's mm -hmm. just the other dancers, this other guy who, thank God they don't do background checks for the audience members because they wouldn't allow them in. And then, like, me and my normal friends in college. And we got to, like, learn more about the other dancers there. We had, like, conversations. One of the other dancers, she was a pumpkin farmer. <laughs> she's a nice, nice gal. Um, I, and I mean this in a nice way. Probably some inbreeding uh, it was in her line. It must have been... Must have been off peak season. Clearly, if it was October, she'd be busy doing the. This other is thing. true. Yes, this is true. So and this might have been. You know what? This might have been the lead in to October. This might have been a September. Yeah. So the seeds are in the ground. The seeds, the seeds are <laughs> in the ground. Yeah. The pumpkin patches uh, haven't picked up yet. Uh, oh man, yeah. And she's like, she's married. Um, you know, she's doing it for some extra coin. Yeah. People, everyone's just trying to figure it out. I know. You know? I, I know in 2008, um, I was living in Providence, Rhode Island, and uh, I had a few friends that were promoters in clubs, so they, they had friends that were dancers and stuff. And when the economy took that nosedive, 
there was a strip club in Providence called uh, the Foxy Lady. Oh yeah, and they were hiring dancers, and there were a bunch of girls who had like office jobs. All they were all coming in on tryout mm-hmm. day because they're like, I need to make money. It's and like I'm, the movie and I'm in, hot. It's like the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the walk-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah where he's the walk-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the walk-ons. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's trying trying to make the the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, the that was back then, but now thanks to technology, OnlyFans. Exactly. Yeah, I met a girl the other week. She said she made one hundred twenty thousand dollars last year on feet alone, just on feet. That's amazing. Yeah, just pictures of feet. People will buy her shoes to wear like once or twice, and she'll just send them back. That's cr- wow. Yeah, this is someone's life. Hundred twenty k. I mean, when you, how do you- I'm doing the wrong thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, so there's we, people out there who could be into my feet. Do you think she has an LLC? Like, what? how did she do you this? You have to. Yeah. For tax purposes. It'd yeah. be, she'd be foolish not to. And then all her write-offs are what? Just pedicures? I, I would love to see. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she sprains her ankle. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's devastating. But I would love, I would love to start a management company for, for OnlyFans clients, but we deal strictly in feet. Yeah. Yeah. We can call it steps. Agency. Yes, I love it. Steps agency. Love it. You couldn't call it baby steps. No, <laughs> you no, could, no, you no, could no, not. No, you could not. No, not no, working no. in OnlyFans. <laughs> you call one. How about, how about this? How about one step at a time? Mm. Mm. Love it. Because you're stepping up in your life. Because you're making more money too. Or, or fruit by the foot. <laughs> fruit by the foot's not bad. <laughs> one foot, two foot. Mm-hmm. Play on Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Um, the two step. The two step, yeah. The two step back, yes. Now we're getting we're getting a little loose here. Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot management, and we manage OnlyFans clients who send people their worn shoes and pictures of their feet. Yeah, I know a girl who anytime she wants to make money, she takes her shoes and socks off, walks on the street, takes a video of them, and makes two hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Like walking barefoot on like pavement. Um. If you're a female and you hear that, and you're you're angry, you you need to take your shoes and socks off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've I've and I've genuinely thought about it. I don't I don't know. It just would be tough. Mm. I would have to become more successful or much just just quit comedy. <laughs> I feel like this takes dedication. Yeah, it does because it's like I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm spreading myself too thin. You know, I only have two feet. Yeah. All right. I can't, can't, can't knock myself off balance. I can't have one foot on the stage, one foot in the camera. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. One foot on the pavement, one foot on the stage. Because then I'm, then I'm that dancer who's picking up the, that, that single dollar bill at the mm-hmm. end of the routine. There's, I'm getting nothing out of it. So you're from Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Southern, are you Southern from Mass. There? Southern Mass. Southern Mass. Yeah. We're right. You lived in Providence for a while. Uh, I worked in Providence. Worked yeah. in Providence. Yeah. yeah, I got the opportunity to do the uh, comedy connection there, um, opening for Tim Dillon, and uh, I I liked Providence a lot, mainly because the people are so much. It's everyone who I grew up with. Like I looked in the audience and I was like, oh, there's like eight pairs of sweatpants here. Mm-hmm. People just wearing sweatpants, and that was their going out. That's their going out attire. Yes, and I, I'm from a place called Brandon, Florida. Um, have you ever had the pleasure of going to Brandon, Florida, Joe? I can't say that I have. Have you been to Tampa? I haven't. Oof. Well, if you have any negative stereotypes about Tampa, Brandon's going to do nothing 
to improve them uh, for you. But I, I genuinely do love it. I love the people there. It's the real people, a little bit, you know, I don't want to say simple, but like just we no one. It's 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 kind of low ambition, you know. There, but it's it's there is a community. It's it's there, and there's not a lot to do. All right, it, the town is called Brandon. Okay, no one listening knows a Brandon worth naming a town afterwards. Okay, mm. like it's it's Brandon's like the kid you who ends up in like alternative school. Who's the who's the most famous Brandon? Guy from Brandon. Oh, oh, Brandon. Uh, I was gonna say Brandon Fraser, but it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Dude, imagine being named Brandon Fraser. How much that would suck. Is there is there a Brendan Florida that's just slightly is there better? A Brendan Florida, slightly better than Brandon. Dude, Brandon Florida sounds like a like. I wish my name was Brandon Florida. That's yeah. You know. Yeah. It sounds like a name of a guy. That you buy PCP from. Yeah. Very very mysterious man. Very mysterious man. I used to buy drugs from a guy named Doug. Ugh. Yeah. Great, great name for a drug dealer, though. Because it's like just Doug. How many Dougs have you met in your life? Three? Yeah. Tops. Yeah. You know? You don't really meet a lot of Dougs. Doug's a name you hear about a lot, but you don't really meet Dougs. Doug, if you're a drug dealer, it's like you buy from Doug. Everyone knows the Doug you're talking about. Yeah. There can't be two drug dealers named Doug. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's probably one Doug drug dealer per, I don't know, region. Per Brandon. There's one Doug <laughs> per Brandon in the United States. It's a one-to-one ratio of Doug to Brandon. I loved I loved growing up there, though. I had a great time. I really did. I mean, it's a town, like, it's, it, it's a town where, like, you're forced to come up with things to do, you know? Um, and now I feel like we, like we didn't, ha- we didn't have TikTok when I was younger, uh, obviously there's Twitter, Facebook and that type of stuff. But now like I, some of the places when I go back home, I see like the McDonald's parking lot used to always be full of kids committing crimes and looking for things to do. People would bring, bring bongs there and smoke them in the car, like loud music. There'd be random stragglers, like 20, we'd have like 26 year old dudes hanging out with like, me and my other like 14 year old friends at this McDonald's and like just some guy, we only knew him as T and he would show up with his shirt off every Friday night at the McDonald's and we'd hang out, you know, I'd get a McChicken T would mumble something and we'd go home and be like, that was a great Friday night. A smattering of skateboards amongst the kids. Oh, tons of skateboards. Tampa's a big uh, skate town. Uh, They have the skate park at Tampa there, which is really popular. Lil Wayne goes um low wayne is from brandon really no he's not he's, 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 <laughs> that'd be crazy though if i like just remember that low wayne's from brandon oh yeah who's from there low wayne he doesn't talk about it though so we don't even acknowledge him he pretends to be from new orleans you don't know this but low wayne is from brandon florida uh but brandon florida it's very it, in providence Rhode Island, it's the same type of white people I love that, like, white trash. My family, my parents are from Philadelphia. I'm from Tampa. No one's ever going to accuse me of being elitist. You know, when I did, uh, when I last time I was in the Philadelphia area, I hopped in a Sunoco. Is it Sunoco or is it Sunoco? I say Sunoco. Okay. Because I said, I've been saying Sun- Sunoco a little bit, which, which is more just more fun to say. Yeah. But I don't know if it's right or wrong. Yeah. If anybody ever correct you when you say it? People are like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I'm saying... Seneca. 
<laughs> like Co, his son. <laughs> but you go in there, you can gamble like in the gas stations in Pennsylvania because gambling is legal in the state of Pennsylvania. So you pull up in like a Sunoco or a Sunoco and people are like playing the slots. Slots? Yeah. Wow. In, in like, it's like automated. It's like a screen. Mm -hmm. But the guy and the guy behind the counter, I remember I went to this Sunoco there. People are playing the slots. Guy behind the counter, white dude, looks like he could be my cousin. You know, just like he's he's blonde, but you're like, yeah, I don't know if you were born blonde. You know what I mean? And his name was Sean, spelled S-H-E-A-N. I'm like, that is what I'm talking about. That is the type of white trash that I love to be around. Mm -hmm. And Providence Providence has that to a T. Definitely. Absolutely. So I'm accustomed to it. I love it. I remember audience members, would a couple of them came up to me after the shows, and they were like, you may be from Brandon, but you are one of us. And I was like, I'm home. I'm home now. And that's what I've, I think is lacking in Austin is – <laughs> is we're really here in Austin, we're lacking a solid white trash community. Yes. You know? Yeah. There, that doesn't really exist. The white trash here, they're not even people anymore. They, they're like tree branches. They like, they like Johnny Appleseed type characters who take mushrooms and go train hopping. I don't know what they do. You know, it's not the, the type of white trash that I'm accustomed to. Yeah. Where, where are the sweatpants people? Where are the gas station creatures? They don't have them in Austin. They have Bucky's. They're trying to make the gas station experience a grandiose thing. It's not about that. Me and my friends, we don't go to gas stations because we think it's a great thing. We go because we're lazy pieces of shit. And we want things that are easily accessible like that. And we don't really feel like going into a big store. We don't need to make the gas stations a theme park, okay? The gas, it's, you know, am I, am I, am I wrong here? Like, it's, it's, it's the, the buggies is, is cool, but you go in there, it's, it's overwhelming. Too much. It's too much. And, and I'm all for, like, a novelty gas station or a novelty spot. I remember every time I would travel from, you know, like, uh, north to south or vice versa, my family, we would drive, we would take these like 20 hour road trips from Florida to Pennsylvania. I don't know why we would not fly. I truly don't know. Um, but we would drive and we'd always stop at south of the border, which is, do you know what, you're familiar with south of the border? No, I drove from, um, from Massachusetts to here. Oh, you did? In my car, yeah. So you would have missed it because it's on the East Coast. Okay. Um, and now that I'm talking about it, I would love, love to, to go again. It's like, how would I describe it? It's, it's like if they turned a gas station into a theme park. It's exactly what it is. I mean, you there's there's gift shops, there's rides, there might be like a house of mirrors. There's a guy you don't let your kids spend too much time around unsupervised, and it's in like South Carolina, um, right? Yeah, south south of the border. Can you hand this to me right here? Yeah, so. Looks like they might have spruced this thing up a bit. Okay, here we go. South of the border. It's in Dillon, South Carolina. I drove from New York to Florida about a year ago um, when I moved back in with my parents, not to brag, but things were going well. And that was the last time I saw it. But, I mean, look at this. This is it's It's a water tower. 
I think this is a water tower. Maybe this is a rhyme, but it looks like a water tower with a sombrero on the top of it. Wow, that's for that uh, highway visibility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's you. You can't miss it when you're when you're driving on the East Coast when you're taking road trips. It's 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 a beacon. It's almost like their version of what, what's that thing in Seattle? The tower they have there. Oh, the Space Needle. The Space Needle. Yeah, yeah it's their space. Needle. It's a sombrero <laughs> needle, it's if you will. A Mexican space needle. Yeah, in South Carolina, which is like the whitest state. Yeah, you know they don't even. There's not even illegal immigrants there. That's how white it is. They're like, why the fuck? South Carolina is a very forgettable state. If it weren't for North Carolina, no one would ever remember South Carolina. There's really, there's really not a ton to do there. But south of the border is that is like the premier gas station experience. It's off the side of the highway. There's only one of them. There's things to do, and you, when you go, you you, you could feel like you experience something but it's not something you keep going back to. In fact, I would bet that the people of Dillon, South Carolina, they don't, it's not a place that's regularly visited. But the Bucky's, it's it's good for that. It's good for like the one or two times you go to. But the people who go all the time, it's 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 way too much. And I know everything's bigger in Texas, but the gas, gas stations should be a certain size. It should be small, and every single one of them should carry the purple Doritos. I'm tired of going into gas stations that don't have the purple Doritos. Yes. Okay? Yes. That's the best flavor. <laughs> it's the most underrated. I don't even know. I think it's sweet chili. It doesn't matter. It's purple. That's the flavor. Okay? Yeah. Every gas station should be legally, legally required to carry it, and Bucky's, for as big as it is, they don't have them. Okay? When the aliens get here, they're going to be pissed off that there's no purple Doritos in the Buckies. You shouldn't spend more than five minutes at a gas station. I agree. I agree. It's called spicy sweet chili. Spicy sweet chili. Yeah. Kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> it's not an oxymoron, but it's, it's contradictory. Spicy sweet chili. So, I mean... I live in Fall River, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. so it is a white trash town. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. That's a very heroin-y area. Yes. Uh, you know, SpongeBob, SquarePants, pajamas at the Walmart. Yep. That thing. Uh, sad, sad people who do the rounds at all the convenience stores to buy scratch tickets. Yep. Just all my parents and my family get each other for Christmas and holidays and uh, birthdays and shit is, is scratch-offs and Wawa gift cards. That's it, like exclusively. My my mom, like, it just all she, she's for decades now, and our whole life just just mails back lottery tickets with our family members. They just get each other lottery tickets. My mom, every birthday, Christmas, you get her a shit ton of lottery tickets, scratch offs. She's fine. Yeah, simple. My dad is another white trash, simple guy. Not even white. He's white trash in the way that it's not even. It's so effortless. Like he works out in his garage in his underwear and afterwards he'll follow that up with like two hot dogs, like a beer and like a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and like, that'll be like what he eats for the day. Yeah. He doesn't need anything more than that. Health conscious. Yes. Health conscious. I remember the first time I, 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 I remember walking in on my dad working out in his underwear. It was like a new habit he's picked up in the last like five or six years. And now that I guess he has like more time to spend at home. 
Uh, my dad was in the army, so like he would travel a lot. <laughs> Travel's strong word. You don't travel to Iraq. <laughs> my, da- <laughs> my dad would go to these sales conferences in Afghanistan. Uh, these, <laughs> these conferences where uh, we were, uh, where they would overthrow the government. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do a quick PowerPoint presentation at the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the forces would. So the military, uh, they changed the word travel to deploy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They traveled to deploy. You, you're deployed. I'm going to start saying I'm being, I'm deploying, like I'm, I'm being deployed to and wherever I'm traveling to. They should, comics should start using it. It's like, oh, oh you're at the, uh, you're in, you're going to Iowa for shows. You're getting deployed to Iowa. <laughs> I'm deploying to Nebraska. For shows, but I'm traveling to Miami for comedy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because it's there's a difference between travel and deployed. Deploying, it's you don't really want to do it. It's against your world. It's part of the job. Travel, it's like oh, I'm traveling. No one's like I'm deploying to the Bahamas for a weekend. <laughs> That's stolen valor. I think if you say that. I think it's stolen valor if you say you're getting deployed to the Bahamas. Imagine saying that. <laughs> that's like that's like a white sorority girl who like just feels like she has to study abroad. Like yeah. it's like I'm getting deployed to Barcelona for the summer. It's like no, you're going there to like fuck Spanish dudes, um, which is a good life. You want to go? Heard. You want to be join a protest in Madrid? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck a Spanish guy. Exactly. I'm getting deployed. I'm getting deployed. <laughs> like, I don't think, yeah, she's getting fucked. I got deployed by a Spanish guy last night. <laughs> this guy deployed my back out. Um, oh, man. Uh, did, have you ever, did, did you, was studying abroad a thing? Did you go to college? Yes, I did. Did you study abroad? No, I did not. No. That's That's how I, I mean, if you're studying abroad, you're, you're definitely not white trash. You know, you're, you're not white trash. You're up, you're above that yeah. tier for sure. Yeah. It'd be funny if you set like some white trash redneck is like, yeah, I'm going to go study abroad in Germany. Yeah. It's like, wait, what the fuck? How yeah. did that work out? That doesn't exist. Yeah. White trash people, they don't study abroad. <laughs> That's so true. And yeah. you know why? Because they think like, well, I could never go to another country. Yeah. Not like you don't want to, but it's like, that's not something that we do. Yeah. Because like from the town, like where I'm from, I remember... I remember visiting there a few years ago. This is back when I was living in New York. And I, I like ran into, I was doing a show in Ybor, Ybor City in Tampa, which if you're familiar with it, you know how fun and wild it could be. But if you're not, it's imagine Bourbon Street with a Florida flair, meaning that people like you may see like some boa constrictors like people carrying snakes and lemurs and like the lem you'll see like people in Florida and like in Tampa holding like a lemur at like a beach and it's like their job. Like the lemur has like a Facebook page. They're there to like promote that single lemur. I'm not just making this up. I this is a thing. But Ebor, there's a lot of chickens and roosters that run around Ebor and but it's fun. It's also like like one of the cigar capitals of the country if not the cigar capital. There's some great bars there. It's kind of grungy. Um, there's some like heavy metal bands will tour there. Like, and then they'll do like EDM, like techno shows. Like there's a lot of concerts. It's a, it's a whole, it can be very chaotic in a great way. 
the metal bands and the EDM, in my mind, it fits perfectly with the snake people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the snakes, that's the heartbeat of Ebor. Is <laughs> is the random exotic creatures you'll see. Like if you saw a tiger, I've seen videos of like my friends will post of like people getting trampled by horses in Ebor. Like it is some like a lawless fun Tampa town. I wanna say I guess like part of Tampa. And where am I, where was I even, oh, I was doing a show there. I was like uh, doing some show there and I, I went out afterwards and I ran into this guy who I went to school with, who I think like, he didn't bully me, but he kind of like picked on me. It's kind of like a piece of shit to me. Mm. And he saw me, but it gets water under the bridge. This is forever ago. And I was like, yo, what's up, man? He goes, oh, Dan, Carney, what's, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. How are you? He's like, oh, you know, whatever. He's like, he's like, are you, you living here? I was like, oh no, like I'm, I'm living in New York. And he was like, uh, what part? And I was like, uh, like, like Manhattan. And he just, he just hugged me. He was like, good, congrats, man. Just like a, like a, he just, hug, he didn't, I could have been like selling crack or like my body or any living like underneath a train. But he's like, oh, you made it out. Congratulations, man. You did it. Yeah. I'm and it's not even a tough place. It's just like a place that like people get, it's just trapped into like my friends are now I'm at the age where my friends are like that. I went to high school with are all just marrying each other. They've all dated each other. It's like that 70s show. Everybody dates each other. And then eventually you're going to get married to one of the people in this group. That's how it is. <laughs> it's like spin the bottle, but for like a, a ring for your rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's something nice to that. It's a familiarity maybe for some people. My parents, my father's first girlfriend is, is my mom. Really? Yeah. That's which, crazy, man. Which is crazy. It's like it's like a fucking a novel written in the, like the, the 1920s or some shit, you know? Dude, I'm the type of guy who like, as I mentioned before, like I'm an easy come up, kind of a pussy. I'm the type of guy who's like first girlfriend would have been Casey Anthony. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just like a devil woman. Mm. I'm that type of person who gets sucked into like one of those relationships where I'm like, no, nah, she's... Great, I love her. And they're like, Dan, she's drowned your child. I'm like, we don't know that. Yeah. I didn't like the kid that much anyway. <laughs> she's good to me. Casey Anthony, um, that is, that's a tough one to come from Florida. That is not good, not good for the reputation of, of Floridians. I don't want to sound like a misogynist. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've, like, there have been three pretty big p cases in Florida. Yeah. And... The, the prosecutor was a woman, mm. and they all got off. Yeah. I got to be honest. I respect that. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Fuck these men trying to put these women in prison for killing their kids. You know how hard it is to be a mother? <laughs> that, was the, that was actually the prosecution's case. Really? <laughs> no, oh, no, dude. I couldn't believe that. How great would that be? <laughs> Okay, yeah, she killed her kid, but who hasn't wanted to kill their kid at some point? <laughs> My mom is the type of person who could like sit down and have like a related, relatable conversation with Casey Anthony. Like they would joke about me like not having a job and wearing pajama pants every day. I had this pair of Golden Girls pajama pants that I just I just rock. <laughs> That's my shit. Um that is, uh, I think we're, we're we're reaching an hour. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Yeah, guys. Uh, 
I think it's a good, 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 good place to leave it on. Um, Joe, for, for Rhea? Yes. Thank, thanks, thanks for doing this with me. Of course, man. Um, guys, uh, thank you for listening to the first episode of Carney. Um, we're going to keep doing this, guys. It's, this is going to be a regular occurrence, okay? It's, we're at, but we're at the beginning. If you're listening now, you're here for the journey, and I appreciate you being here. I'm a fucking weird guy. I'm an impulsive guy. I could live in Taiwan three months from now. I don't even know where that is. Um, but I hope that you guys are here for it, and I'm happy to have you. So make sure that you subscribe to the pod, throw a review, like, subscribe to the YouTube, follow YouTube, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dan Man Carney, and stay tuned for more updates on the episodes and live touring. Thank you, guys. See you next week.